just did, honey. Okay, we're in. We're in episode four. Welcome back to. I'm not going to reveal the name yet. James is going to do that. But Kevin and James here. We are answering your questions you've asked us with this week, whether it be on Instagram, uh, clients, check-ins, all things, yeah, check-ins. Yeah, check-ins as well. All things health, gym floor, uh, and gym related, some opinion based stuff because obviously and obviously six shirt mate. But yeah, listen. Let's get straight into it. So we've got got, uh, we've got we've got a name, haven't we? We've got we've got a talent. Woof. So um, we had a few back and forths, (laughs) to say the least, right? Um, But we've settled. We're going with no. We've not settled. We've uh, we've agreed, right? We've agreed for now. So we're going with the coaching corner um, with Cavan and James. It was going to be with Cavan and James. James and Cavan. Doesn't sound right. Didn't say it. No. It's it JK. Said, I just... Think about it. It means joke. JK. JK, yeah. yeah. KJ. KJ. KJ's a sick nickname. As long as it's not KG's. Kilograms. <laughs> Got um, a lot of those at the moment. So, yeah. I feel like coaching covers everything, right? We're nutritionists, <clears throat> PTs, online coaches. Co- come, in, come and step into our coaching corner. All of the above. So, yeah, it makes sense for now. And... Uh, well, I had some funny ones, uh, and they didn't go down as well. Listen, I thought, all right, all right anyone ever seen on BBC Three back in the day, and it was two pints of Galaga and a packet of crisps, yeah. I thought two protein shakes and a couple of kettlebells. You said two kettlebells and a packet of protein. Oh, yeah, that was but the right way It needed right. to be like, because you have a pint of lager, so it needs to be like a something kettlebell and a packet of protein. That's what I was getting. Or you could, yeah, but you could do two protein shakes and a kettlebell. Could be. Oh, we didn't. Well, well, clearly we didn't because uh, he's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, should we actually get so serious? Now we've got, uh, we've got a name. We have a name. We're here in the building together, so we might as well get on with it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, so question one. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's going to be one of those days. I apologise for nothing. <laughs> Sunshine in weather is sweet. He hasn't taken his medication this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise. Okay, All right, so, let's go, let's go. Let's hear um, Namaste. This was so I've got a client who said that they have they've hit their calorie sort of target for the yep. day, not hit their protein. Should they push on and go over their calories to hit their protein, or should they just sort of stick where they are? Nutritional, nutritional one to kick us off. Okay, okay. So first off the bat, the short answer is no. Yeah. But then it's also kind of dependent on the goal as well. But yeah, if, we, if we're looking at it as nuts and bolts, uh, the way, is this a weight loss client? Is this, this is a fat loss client, yeah. Okay, so fat yeah. loss. Okay, so if we specifically talk about fat loss, mm-hmm. um, there's certain, we, if you think of it as a pyramid, okay, the important stuff is at the bottom, yeah. the less important stuff Maslow's is at the top. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's the one, but we just put in our own bits. So the idea is, um, at the lowest point in terms of how to uh, the foundations, get, right? yeah, to get fat loss in the first place, first level is your calories. Yeah. You cannot lose the weight unless you are in the deficit. Yeah, Number one. Okay. After that, it is macros. So this is where we're talking about sorting out our proteins, our carbs, okay. and our fats. But then I get even in, inside of that though, right? There's what's more important out of the carbs, calories, uh, sorry, but calories first and foremost. Yep. Then out of your macros, it's always going to be protein as the priority, mm. and the split between carbs and fats for fat loss mm-hmm. doesn't really matter, right? Because yeah. you can't physically go over on carbs and fats if you've got that upper limit with the calories, right? Mm-hmm. 
So even in the second like macros, you've got a priority, right? So for a fat loss goal, I've I've so my comeback to her was for her goal as fat loss, calories always going to be like king, always going to be key. Yep. So she can either look at it from so you can average your calories out across the week. So she can either go look at her calories in a weekly average and go, okay, I've gone slightly over there, but mm-hmm. I'm slightly under the next day or I'll pull back some calories from somewhere, claw them back from somewhere. But should she be specifically trying to eat over to hit that protein? No. No. For a fat loss? No. If you're muscle building, so this is where people go wrong with muscle building, right? They always think that the more, they, the more they eat, the, the bigger more, they're going to the be. More, yeah, the bigger they're going to be. Gains. The more gains they're going to have, the more muscle they're going to put on. <laughs> But it's actually, we're like genetically, or like we're predisposed as to how much muscle we can put on, and that will dictate as to how many mm-hmm. extra calories we need. Not the more you eat, the bigger you get. Everyone's an individual when yeah. it comes to that. Well, you will get bigger, but it'll just be predominantly from fat. Right? Yeah, yeah. The idea is, yeah, well, there's two ways to bulk, either a lean bulk yeah. or a dirty bulk. Yeah. Dirty bulks are not fun, because that's a lot of crap that you want to eat and then trying to lean it out. But coming back to sort of the question at hand, in terms of fat loss, should she go over her calories, which is the bottom foundation, to hit her protein? No. Why? Because then it, you won't be in your calorie deficit. Well, yeah. she could be. It could. Be. It depends how big the deficit depends is in the first place. The week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it depends how big the deficit is. Instead of being a 20%, she could go to 15% and get the protein oh, yeah, target. Yeah. But at what cost? If we're looking for purely for fat loss, uh, no, she shouldn't. Yeah. However, in the future, the smart idea would be to prioritize protein. Okay, like we've discussed before, if you've seen from some of our other episodes, um, when we're in a fat loss stage, protein is the most important macro. Why? Because it helps us in terms of retaining muscle, um, which is ever mount. Because you don't want to be, you don't want a cardio body. I think that's the key. I yeah, always like describe a, it as cardio body. Uh, <laughs> yogurt in a bin bag. <laughs> you've got a bod. Like yogurt, oh like yogurt in a bin bag. The visual just sort of came at me way too fast and I was not ready for that. Um, but yeah, so essentially don't be chasing protein if you've gone over that calorie goal because it's, be, it's, it's just going to be a detriment to your fat loss goal, right? On that day on that or day. that week or, or whatever. And then that becomes the whole, like, everyone's always chasing that if, if for a, to maintain a fat loss or a deficit or even mm. sometimes maintenance trying to maintain it's that everlasting quest of like trying to hit your protein but keep your calories like yeah, where they need yeah, to yeah. be. Um, and it, again... Well, what's some ways around around that went then? So ways around excuse that. me. So ways around that. Sorry, excuse it's me. The medication for that. kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Um, but in terms of ways around that, in terms of how we're hitting our protein or calories, a very simple one I, I tell my clients is just prioritize your protein first. Yeah. Put that first on your plate, and then work around it from there. Yeah, so yeah. we spoke about that before. Yeah. So just in terms it, of just get that in uh, and like keep it. Like, but then it's also trying to find foods that you like. Yeah. Because there's no point saying, right, you need to eat this, eat this, eat this, because certain things you might not like. There's, you can obviously give guidance and examples and stuff, but it's a very personal personal thing what we eat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what I eat is going to be different to what you eat. It's situational as well. What yeah. have you got available? What, you, what have you got Who's on? Who's cooking dinners, etc. Exactly. Et it can all come out of, like, it, it can all, um, I, I it think, all be out of your hands, right? Yeah, I think... Th- th- not having to go to your client, but it's not the most efficient way to then count your calories at the end of the day and then work backwards and go, oh, whoops. Yeah, yeah. You need to do some sort of pre-planning first. That's what's going to be the real key between the the, the real optimal success and less so, shall yeah. we say. Not that she's doing it wrong, 
but there is a better way of doing it, which is a yeah. little bit more of pre-planning. Maybe day before, maybe having a, maybe a meal yeah. before as you go. Like yeah, having an idea. So like if, if I've got some clients and this works really well for them, <clears throat> that morning they'll plan out what they're going to have, or the night before they'll have an idea of what they're going to have. Yes, kind of amounts that you have and things will change slightly. You might have a lunch prep idea and turns out you've got to go nip have to go do something you've else. You've got a lunch meeting you've got to go change, for. But yeah, of course. That's only one meal that's changed. When you plan three, you're pretty much there, right? Mm-hmm. It works quite well for, um, we're going to talk about this in depth, aren't we? Like the whole menstrual cycle and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I that's a whole delve, podcast. I won't delve into it too much now, but like I've got certain ladies that I train, they're like, look, I'm really craving some chocolate right now. So I'm like, right, that's the first thing that I want you to put into your tracker in the morning. Hundred percent. So you get that in. You know that you're going to have that waiting for you later on. So yeah. if it gets to the evening, this this particular lady that I'm on about loves a bit of chocolate in the evening at that sort of time. So I'm like, right, we'd get on. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get that. Let's get that in the in the diary. So you're in the tracker um, in so that you've accounted for it, and then work the rest of your day around it, so that you know that. And I'm not saying eat like a whole slab of chocolate, but have enough that you're like, actually, I don't feel like I'm missing out but it's not too much to be a detriment to your goals. Mm. But you've got that in and you can work around that for the rest of the day. It, it comes back to what we discussed before and I know we both do it. It's the 80-20 principle. Yeah. As long as you get 80% right, 20% have some fun with. That's called yeah. a life. Yeah, yeah. It is important. And as long as it fits your calories, that, that's the key in terms of an adherence going forward and, and really making this a goal that is achievable. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think that's, that's all important. So coming back to the question at hand then, should you chase your protein target after hitting your calories? No. Just be a bit more uh, uh, proactive in planning ahead so yeah. you, you, the next day it doesn't happen uh, and, and then you go from there. It's not the end of the world. It really isn't. And it's, Don't all, worry. it's all a learning curve, right? Yeah. You never get it right straight away. Never. Okay. And it always goes from there. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty concise. Yeah, no pretty good, no big tangents there. <laughs> um the next question I had, uh, and, huh? Oh, what? Yeah, Six, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's on it, it's on it, it's on it. I'm, I'm, I'm already oh, there. Namaste. Namaste is the wrong word. It's unagi. That's what I'm trying unagi. to think of. Friends. We, everyone's seen the reunion recently. I didn't. I can't be bothered. It's not yeah, for me. Everyone apart from me and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all right. I have a life. Uh, not judging. Definitely judging. Um, in terms of, I was with a client the other day and uh, he was in the middle of doing some arms and obviously it's one of his lagging areas. Arm and arm. Yeah, and he said, why don't we put this first? And, and then we had a bit of a discussion and then he goes, well, what order do you put exercises in? Ah, very uh, good question. Yeah, I thought it was a solid question. And like that, yeah. um, We're all about sort of making sure our clients understand why in the first place because if you understand why, you're going to be more committed to the, the goals at the end of the day and, and yeah. the process. But like... So one thing that I always say to my clients is um, I never ever want them to turn around and like let's just say their friend says well, mm. why are you doing that and they'd be like oh because James said so yeah, like, yeah. to me that's like my worst nightmare yeah so for me it's all about how can I explain as how can I impart as much knowledge to my clients so eventually actually they don't need me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're, that's they're what we want at the end of the day information yeah exactly they're armed with all the information they know the whys they know the hows. Um, Yes, they may they may want to like hang around because of the accountability because they enjoy being sort of trained, being coached, etc., mm. etc. Um, but essentially, you're giving them all the information. So when it comes to the exercises, mm. what's your take on it? So just before I, I jump onto that point, and, and I always say this to every client when when they first start is, 
I'm going to break your heart here. I don't want you forever. If I haven't given you the tools and education necessary to know how your body works and how what you need to do going forward, I have not done my job. Yeah. Okay. And I think that depends. <clears throat> that length of time will depend on from person to person. Of course. Some will be, some will be more confident in it as I've well. Got some that like just ask me question after question, which I love because mm. it shows they're engaged. And I've got some that just say they're just they're really not interested. You've got to feel I, those. I try my best to impart knowledge, but they're like, let James. I just want your expertise yeah, yeah, yeah. and to follow it. I think certain it, it, it's very dependent on even personality type or what you've got going on yeah. some people like to be told what to do and then just go autopilot I'm going to go do yeah, it yeah. blinkers on some people want to understand why um, and then educate themselves because in that sense is if you understand it you are going to be more committed at the end of the day yeah. so very important to ask questions if that is something you want to do never be afraid if you I know some of our clients watch us. You better all watch us. Um, <laughs> some of them. Uh, all of them. <laughs> yeah, you better all. Um, but ask questions. Like we said, we've got those Instagram boxes. We, we're answering questions on here. How are you going to know more if you don't? Anyway, back to the question at hand. He was talking about exercise selection and, Order. and, and what goes first. Yeah. Um, there is a, a common practice that we all follow as PTs. Well, most, most PTs know what they're talking about in a sense. I would, yeah, well, I'm, gonna, I'm waiting to see what you're going to say here. No, not no. all PTs will. Yeah, no, of course, not all PTs will. But there is a, there is a method that most should follow. It, and it's very dependent on your goal. But how I program mine first is we, we're doing strength training. We do complex movements yeah. first, then down to simple. Okay, so Explain we think, your complex then. So... In terms of complex, we think big muscle movements first. Yeah. The things that we're going to get most bang for your buck from, yeah. that you need to have the most um, energy for, you have to be concentrating, you so don't want to be like fatigued. Compound movements, yeah? Sorry? Compound movements. Compound movements, yeah. So we're talking our deadlifts, our squats, um, our bench press, military press. We're talking so pull-ups. Like, big muscle I always, movements. I always explain it as, when it comes to that, like the <clears> compound it's big muscles yep. and normally multi-joint. Yep. So it's not just working through one joint. 100%. So let's just say you're working through shoulder joint and and uh, an elbow joint for like a chest press movement. Yeah. So like multi, I always just keep it as simple as possible. And even to a certain extent, for some clients I'll say they may want to mm -hmm. for some of them, but there's not a requirement to deadlift. No, 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 no. To bench press. It's, it's very much, to back squat. very much All individual. These, like, people have got these sort of things that like, I need to, I need to do X, Y, and Z. And uh, a big compound movement doesn't necessarily have to be those three, the big three. No, no, no. It could be um, variations of those. But they're like, the, we get the big, I always explain mm -hmm. it as we get the biggest, hardest exercise in first, the biggest bang for your buck. Yeah. Well, if we talk about how many like movements our body can do, there's like 11 or 12? I always get that mixed up. Yeah, so people, this is this is a whole different world. <clears throat> We've had to always talk about this, but people yeah, have yeah. gone on about um, like variety and variation and stuff. Um, but essentially, there's only twenty exercises. Is, I yeah, I can't remember what it is, but there's only like a it's only like a handful really of exercises, and then there's obviously their little variations. And that's the key. And it's like actually, we don't need to be doing these like Instagrammable head head uh, bosu ball med ball throws headstands with bands yeah. around the head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Band, banded up like all sorts of things. So like there is only a few actual worthwhile exercises really that do it to do, and then there's their their variations, variations that come that. off of that. So I think that was what you, the point you were talking about. So when we say compound lifts, when, when you say squat, the first thing everyone goes to is a back squat. Yeah. But there is variations. I would not get a, a brand new person straight under a back squat. No. Recipe for disaster. Things that you, you there's a, 
there's a um, levels of which you go up. So, for example, start with goblet squats. No, start with bodyweight squats first yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Then you go for go- goblet squats. Oh, yeah, landmine squats. A lot of people miss that one out, and it's one of the, the, the great ones that I always feel because it gets you into the right movement pattern yeah. straight away. Then you have back squats, then you have front squats, then you have... Split squats. Yeah, overhead squats. There's like very, it's about three or four different... Loads from there. So... The, the, the idea in terms of exercise selection, you want to get the big muscles done first. I'll give you an example, okay? So let's say I'm doing my bench press, primarily chest movement, okay? Yeah. A little bit anterior shoulder and your tricep, okay? If you are fresh, you are going to get the most optimal out of a bench press. However, if you were to train triceps first, okay? So a pre-exhaust. So this is this comes into sort of bodybuilding, sort of advanced um, muscle growth growth thing. So yeah. let's say you went in and done some tricep extensions to begin with, yeah. and then you were going to go for your your strength bench press. Is this the smartest way to do it? No. Why? Because as you are pushing with your your bench press, you are using your tricep. You cannot you cannot use your chest without using your triceps in the first place. For that movement, right? For that movement, yeah, and unless you're talking flies and stuff. But anyway, yeah. we, we're getting to the nitty gritty of it if we're not too careful. So the idea is big muscles first, then your small muscles follow. And, and, it, and it sort of goes in a cascading order from there. Yeah, so, we're, like, so compounds first, then your isolation, so mm-hmm. like your single joint exercises. Yep. So they'd be things like tricep extensions, your bicep curls, kind of, well, I would say sometimes actually, I go compound, then I'd go isolation or like single joint exercise. So, so like so your hamstring curls or something. Bilateral and yeah. then sort of into unilateral. Yeah. Or just things like um, like, like a seated or a lay-in hamstring curl. Because mm. you're working, you're only working the hamstring. It's an isolation exercise. You can go like unilateral, which means just like one side of the body or the other at yep. a time. But then you've got to take into consideration time constraints, right? It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. So you've got, so if you've got like, I don't know, let's just give, let's just give an example. Let's just say we've got a, I don't know, 50, 50 year old lady mm-hmm. who's got a fat loss goal. Mm-hmm. If I'm giving her all unilateral exercises, no. she's going to be in there for like an hour and a half. She'd be like, James, are you for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lucky if I've got five minutes myself and you're giving me an hour and a half workout that you want me to do four times a week. But also, it's the same premise of not only uh, is she going to be muscularly fatigued, her central nervous system is going to be absolutely Shot to bits. fried Shot because to bits, yeah. how much stability that is used in unilateral movements yeah. as well. And I think we also need to mention, like you were saying about the hamstring curl, it's, it's, you want to do more of your free weights first and then down into your machines as well. If you're looking in terms of sort of skill, order, skill, why? Yeah. Because the machines then take out the stability of a lot of movements when you're doing it in free weights. Um, you're in a set position, you can really yeah. isolate fixed, from it's there. A fixed line of drive. Yeah, right? fixed, so yeah. It takes out of, the, you're just working on one plane of motion normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're working, it's, it's given, it's provided you with more stability. So it's, it's there's less that can go wrong there, really, isn't it? For example, a uh, really simple one. You're doing a seated dumbbell press, so you're pressing overhead, um, and then you move into a machine-based. You don't now. You, all you have to worry about when it's machine-based is straight up and down. Okay. With dumbbells, you've got to worry about the stability Where coming up, right, rotation, yeah. rear delts are getting a blow as well, lots yeah. of rotator cuff work. So There's a whole, like, I always say there's no... This is why I, I kind of, it really grips me, really grips my shit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> with like people that sell like these programs they're like right this will get you ripped up lean yeah, and it's that. literally the same program for every single person um but yeah we're not built the same we've not got the same biomechanics we've not got the same time constraints we've not got the same skill we've not got the same coordination like, mm. all these things have got to be taken into consideration if you've got if you've got no skill or no coordination you've got a really low like training age 
everything's freeway or everything's dumbbell, they're going to feel like a potentially they're a failure. Yeah. B they're risking an injury there. Yeah. So you might get them on a, like this is on the opposite side. I'm flipping the coin here. Yeah. You might get them on all machines to get them going, get a foundation to get that confidence up. So like there is. <laughs> this is kind of, it sounds we're coming back to the old uh, sounds it like I'll, like I'll get out of jail card, <laughs> isn't it? It very much depends, right? Should we get, should we get something here? Yeah. You can advertise here, people, if you want, but we might get it. depends. <laughs> no, we're, not. we're a no ad zone. What? <laughs> now I get paid my, out in these streets. I'm not selling my soul. <laughs> I will. <laughs> DM me. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in, in all truth, it is really, it depends. If we're looking at the nuts and bolts of it, you want to do your big movements first. Yeah. Even in the sense of if you were to do machine based stuff, yeah. I wouldn't want you someone see. to go and do. EZ curls um, when they when they could yeah, be doing yeah. their close grip rows on a machine with a, like a pulley system or something like that. Yeah, so we kind of we kind of went off track and went like nitty gritty, but yeah. generally bigger movements yep. into your maybe your isolation movements mm-hmm. and then like your accessory stuff. So accessory stuff I might say like would be arms or ladies might be some more glute work. Yep. could be some core work. So that's uh, that's that's come down to the priority aspect, and yeah. and then that's that's where we talk about if there is a lagging body part of some sort. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, we mentioned this, this goes against everything, though. If I've got someone with a lagging body part, the way in which I'll again, this is more for someone who this wouldn't be like someone who's fresh into the gym. No, this might be for someone who's got like a asym asymmetric. Yeah, they've, asymmetry. Got, they've got quite aesthetic goals. They know what they want. They're looking for some sort of like recomposition, or they're looking for like. Um, like some sort of transformation yeah. they're kind of more toward the pointy refined end mm-hmm. sometimes even if they've got a lagging body part let's just say they're not happy with their biceps everything else is looking quite well rounded quite quite good I don't think personally there's any reason there's any problem with putting um, some sets of biceps in more frequently at like even at the start of like a leg day or something yeah yeah of course it, it, it's it, what you need to do is when but, you are uh, but as a general rule of thumb I wouldn't start an ex, start off a training a training session with, with biceps, biceps or triceps it would have to be for a, that specific example. And, and it needs to be put in in the right place for example let's say your biceps are lagging mm-hmm. okay i wouldn't be putting biceps high on a deadlift day why because your biceps are getting used a lot forearms are getting used a lot when you when you're doing your deadlifts um what like you like you said it'd be a good idea so if for example you're doing a squat day or a leg press day where you know your biceps aren't going to be used for that movement or any that are going to be more important after that, yeah. probably a good idea to maybe put a little superset in. Yeah. As soon as you finish your squat, grand, I need a little bit of volume. Keep Let's pump int- it up. Keep the intensity up, right? Yep. It will put in some extra volume, and some <clears throat> extra like frequency um, with those exercises. And I think that's I think that's a pitfall a lot of people fall into a lot when they're when they're making their supersets, triceps, and giant sets. They're doing too much of the same thing. So what happens is. Well, it's, this is my opinion. Yeah. It's very much dependent on your goal once again. Yeah. But for example, if you're doing a lot of chest uh, and you go from bench press to incline bench to dips into, that's a hell of a lot of fatigue after the first set. You're not going to get the it's, best out of yeah. the first movement, second and third set going forward. I always explain it as like, if you were running a marathon, I mm. said, right, this is the amount you've got to run. Let's just say you've got to run a marathon in a week. Mm-hmm. And that's like me saying, right, I'm going to get you to go and do the whole marathon right here, right now. <laughs> or we can split that up into like four equal chunks across the week. Yeah, That's going to be a lot more enjoyable. You're yeah. probably going to get a lot more out of it. And it's going to be a lot more effective, a lot more efficient. Mm. You've got rest time in between that. Yeah. We're going into to like, you're a volume be, argument you're here. You're going to be we? hanging out towards the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is, it's kind of like volume. But it ties into what you're saying with that. Like they're doing 100%. too much of the same in one session. 
Yeah, and 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 uh, we're going to go off on there, but it, then it, it's it's about how you. Here split we go. Up. Hold on, strap in. He's <laughs> going off. Oh yes. Um, it's about how you then split up your program. How many days you have available? How much time you have available? Yeah. That then dictates where. So, so, for example, you've got three days to work out. I'd recommend a full body split. I think you do the same. Yeah, I'd have probably if I if someone had three days available. I'd probably give them two workouts to do, two yeah. complete. A, B, A, B, A, B. A, B or uh, one, two, one, however you want to work it, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, but they'll just do, on the first week, they'll do one session twice. Yep. And then rolling over into the second week, they'll just follow on that, that just, they'll just alternate. Yeah, so for example. So they'll end up doing the second workout twice in the second week. Yeah, so if, if you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you go A, B, A, that means the following week on that Monday, it's going to be B, Wednesday, A, Friday B. Yeah. And the idea is then you'd build up the volume from there. So once again, that would be more compound based in those full bodies because you want to get more bang for your yeah. buck. Now let's say someone's got a six day split. Okay. Ooh, oh, luxury. Yeah, I know. How much time have you got? Um, how you would prog- program that is, well, I, well, I don't do. The, the pos- uh, push, pull, legs, upper, lower, yeah. and then just rotate that. That's, a, that's one I like as well. You can go upper, lower, upper, lower. You could do six full body splits if you really want. It's very much dependent. But what, what I'm trying to get across here is if you've got that volume spread over the week, that means you can put those isolation, those things that you want to do a little bit more. That could be a whole day devoted yeah. to it. You could do an arms, abs and calves, which sounds horrific in my sense. <laughs> or it's like even for, uh, for some people, they, they just quite enjoy going to the gym. Right? Mm. So they just say their body's not in a place where they can absolutely smash it three, four, let's just say four plus. Yeah. They might do three good sessions mm-hmm. in a week doing that sort of full body sort of alternate that we've done about. And then on a Saturday morning, they might quite like to come down, do a little so bit fun. of like prehab or do a few exercises that they quite enjoy that aren't going to be detrimental to the, the overall goal. They just kind of get the body moving. They might do a little bit of sort of like, um, yeah, some, some prehab stuff. So they're looking at like looking after their shoulders or they're looking after certain things. Um, they might do a class or whatever, and they might go for a swim and a sauna. Like that might be their ideal. But again, it depends on the moving. goal, depends on the person. Uh, it's just up in their activity, right? Of course. And, and I call sometimes I, I call that skills programming. Sometimes it's, it's programming skills, yeah. doing handstands. It, it's it's programming doing some muscle ups. It's, it's, it's the fun stuff. Right? It, yeah, stuff they enjoy. You, you you do the grunt work because it's going to get the most bang for your buck. But it doesn't always have to be balls to the wall and you have to go hard every time. And if you're not doing bench every day, you're doing it wrong. You should do bench every really day, by the way. Bench every day. Bench every day. Got to got to hit the. I think there's a lot of information there but if we're, if we're coming down to sort of exercise selection and for your client let's go back just bring it back around to your client yeah. so this gentleman is working out four times a week fat loss um, yes he's yeah. in a fat loss um, so I'm doing full body splits it's that's not the way it's based or anything fancy nope, yeah. nothing fancy nuts and bolts um, getting that fat loss going what should I put arms up higher for him? No, let's get more of the complex stuff yeah. going. Um, if we, it then becomes into a lagging phase, which it isn't, it was just more of a question in general. Um, we can then put that up, but as long as it's not interfering with anything thereafter, yeah, we're on to a winner. I think, yeah, it has to kind of, it has to be a uh, everyone will program slightly differently, mm. every PT, every coach. Um, as long as you can explain it, explain why you've put that exercise in there and what you're ultimately looking to achieve. And it makes sense. And it's, yeah, then that's kind of, 
that's that covered, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that one. We've then, so. got so we've got a new little one. So we've done a little <laughs> nutrition question there. We've done a coaching question or a sort of exercise question. We're going to throw a new something new into the mix. Oh, uh, this is going to be a random one, completely whoa, whoa. random. Um, we, should give, so, we should let them ask a random question at some point as well. Yeah, we'll start putting that in there as well, maybe. We'll, so we'll do a random one. So you've got a list there, right? I do. So, so he's got uh, this list. I've not. We've not. <laughs> we've not seen. I've not seen what's on the list. Only you know what's on the list. I right? said it's literally called 70 horrible questions." Dot dot dot. Fuck it. Okay. Okay. So this could be interesting. <laughs> we love our. We love Instagram and, and finding ones that work. So, so you're gonna. I've got to pick a number, right? Yes, you've got to pick a number between one and seventy. And whatever it is, we are going to answer it. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking through the questions now, and some of them are raw. So, yeah, that's a bit mad. Right, okay. Um, um, give me a number between 1 and 70. Uh, 52. 52. Okay, okay, okay. Do you believe everything happens for a reason? Oh, thank God. I thought that was going to be worse. You brought that up. Um, uh, 51 that's is quite, nasty. That's quite, uh, that's quite deep, that is. That's yeah. a good one. Everything happens for a reason. Do you believe everything happens for a reason? Um, What's your take on that? Oof. I think yes. Okay. What is yes I'm, I'm going with yes initially. Um, I'm a big believer that kind of... Uh, l- let me just like, clarify this. <laughs> I'm like the least like hippie like burning sage type of person you'll ever meet but I do think everything happens for a reason and kind of what you put out you get in return yeah. to a certain extent like I know people that were sort of worried about um, like the lockdown like losing their job or they, their job sort of came to a bit of a ground to a bit of a halt mm. and they were applying for like every job under the sun they were like it was like delivery drivers it was like um, anything in like Tesco supermarkets like everything <laughs> Um, and they didn't get any of those jobs they applied for and they were well overqualified for to, mm. for those jobs um, but as a result something else came out of the woodwork and it's like I just think that if you put yourself out there things come back to you you, put, you kind of it sounds really hippie and really woo woo um, but like kind of what you put out to the universe you, you get back yeah 100% it's speaking it into existence as well so yeah. do you think so in, in terms of I need to read the question again for myself everything happens I'll, for a reason uh, do you think everything happens for a reason? I believe that everyone is in control of whatever their reason is to be. So like you were saying, you put things in action. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe in our stories are already mapped out for us. I don't believe that there's a set path. I believe that you there's always forks in a road and yeah, you can make yeah, a decision yeah. where you want to do. If you want to pick up and go do something else, if you want to travel the other side of the world or whatever. Do you know what this reminds me of actually? What? Um, I watched uh, so uh, it was a clip from uh, David Goggins oh, yeah. David Goggins yeah yeah absolute nuts. marine fella yeah so like um, he it was Navy SEAL Navy SEAL sorry yeah so he, he he's like he says in his head that he was like I imagine uh, just to this effect don't quote me <laughs> but he's like go I, watch David Goggins like, after this I imagine this. that whenever he, like, he dies and whoever he someone is judging him they said let's just say there is a heaven or a hell or, or whatever mm-hmm. he's like and there is someone judging you on your merits and what you've done in your life he's like he's like what i love the idea of in his head is he, is that someone's almost got something mapped out he says imagine that they have got something mapped out and he's like 
we had to rewrite we had to rewrite this as you were going because you went left you, yeah you left <laughs> you surpassed everything that we expected of you and i love that almost mindset of because i don't think that like we are on a path i no. think we're very much in control of where we go what we do um but it but like i like his idea that imagine if there was something that was set out and you're like i'm gonna smash that out yeah, yeah. i like it, that a it, lot. It's, it's it's literally when someone tells you you can't do something and you just go watch me yeah uh, and 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 I think that's what, what it comes to. Every, if it, does everything happen for a reason? It depends on what you put into it, and it's not. It depends, like we say on the other one. Yeah, yeah. It's your effort level that you want it to achieve. So, for example, this like a podcast. Didn't think I'd ever be doing a podcast in my life, but these things happen. I, we put it into effect, and we're going to see where there. we go with this. And also, I think it comes down to, to a certain extent, this question is quite linked in with how we perceive things. Mm. You can have two people that will have exactly the same situation happen to them and some people... Glass half full, glass that, half yeah, empty. turn that around. They'll yeah. turn that into a positive or they'll take a silver lining from that. Others will just be like, oh, it always happens to me. That sort of defeatist attitude <laughs> and, and that, let it get yeah, them down. Those, those same people as well and uh, going off on one, it, it, they let jealousy and, comp- and competitive and, and, and everyone around them rule them. Listen, you're in your own race. Yeah. Listen, we only get, all get one life. You can make your decisions now to make yours better or not. Nothing. If you sit down and do absolutely nothing, there's one thing that will definitely happen. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing will change. So if you want to put something into play and, and, and go for it from there, you are in charge of your destiny. Nothing happens for a reason unless you make it a reason to change. Yeah, 100%. I'm on, I'm on board with that. And it kind of comes back to um, like making things work, like going out and getting things up. There's a lot of... One thing that kind of annoys me, it really gets under my skin, getting the real insight now, um, really boils my piss is... <laughs> you love that one. I love that saying. We have these situations that happen to us and yes, it's okay to kind of... I'm not one that's saying, oh, just crack on, like the whole people are like saying, oh... Feel like, it, if you need ma- to feel like, it, feel like, it. Saying, oh, like man up and stuff, like we're trying no, to get no. away from that now. So like, yeah. if you've got something going on, talk about it, etc. Mm-hmm. Process it. Pick yourself up, work out what you can do, as opposed to telling yourself all the things that you can't do. Yeah, you, you're not Atlas. You don't have to carry the world on your shoulders. And to it a certain, this comes back to training as well, to a yeah. certain extent. Like, if you've got clients that say, oh, this happened at the weekend. I've absolutely, I've overcooked it. I fucked it. It's like, well, actually, like you have, you look at the data, it's not too bad. They haven't really. And instead of, and they just start it with like, they just start checking with, I've had a shit week. And you're almost, you're telling yourself then you've had a shit week. Instead of yeah. saying, look, I've had some challenges, which were X, Y, and Z. And here's how I overcome here's them. Here's how I overcome them. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Much, you can tell straight away just from the wording that someone uses what mindset they're in. But then don't And you... it comes back to as well, this is kind of tied in. So, um, <laughs> sorry to just jump in, spiel mm. on. But it's like when people say, oh, I'm hoping to do this. It was like, well. What are you putting in place for that? Yeah, yeah. Just say, I'm going to do this. Put it out there. Like if you say, I'm going to do it and you fall short, you're still 90% of the way there as opposed to like, I'm hoping that we'll sort of kind of maybe end up here. It's quite loose. It's quite wishy-washy in my yeah. eyes. There's no, there's no plan of action to, to get from A to B. The, the, the thing is, and uh, we could use fitness and, deep, and nutrition yeah. as example. If you don't plan, you're never going to get exactly where you want to. You might have some absolute blind luck and fall on your feet when it comes to it. That's about it. Yeah. The percentage of that happening to a lot of people. Come on now. But then where does that mindset come from in the first place? Like, that's a good good question to go down. 
what the kind of the belief that you are in control of what you need to because some people feel they aren't in control um, I think it comes back to action mm. so it comes back to like people when they say they lack motivation and I'm like you don't lack motivation you motivation I think personally comes from action right so motivation is so fully you know, you're never going to sit there and just be like ding I feel like buzzing motivated but it comes back to doing a small action off the back of that that's a little win and he's like right that's gonna slingshot me into the next action yeah. and then the next action little and wins you gain that traction you gain that momentum and before you know big it rewards. you've then got a comparison so you say like you don't need motivation because you know I know I can do that because I've done it before and all that just starts is like it's like habit stacking it's like that motivation yeah that sort coming of back to James Clear and stuff but I think people get motivation mixed up with desire okay I think they're two very different things all right okay. motivation is fleeting the desire in your goal should never change. If your desire is to want to get to this, motivation doesn't matter anymore because you are then pinned in and ready to go. Yeah. There's dates, so for example, I don't know, I'm, I can speak purely for myself and I bet you could, but some days I don't want to be in the gym and work out. No. I really don't. But I know if I do this today, it's going to set me up for tomorrow, yeah. which is then going to set me up for the next day. And guess what? In three months' time, I'm going to be in a completely different place. That's like the whole. Um delayed gratification thing mm. like people want that instant fix and like they listen I was world. when I talk to my clients I always explain it as like the little devil on their shoulder like no it's alright don't train go and have a little nap <laughs> just eat that chocolate bar and stuff and it's like actually if we make this small little action now like you say that's going to then lead on to the next action and the next action yeah. and then when you look back you're like actually I'm really glad that I did that yeah. it's like pieces of a jigsaw like you never just go yeah. Throw them all together and they'll work. Right? Yeah, it's just like this morning. It was it was a, it was a good thing. It just popped up on Instagram and, and the guy was like, he hates folding the washing. Right. Okay, but he goes to himself, I'm going to fold one t-shirt yeah. from that washing. Yeah, yeah. He'll fold the whole basket because yeah. he goes, oh, I'm, I'm already here. I I'm might as well do I've the rest. One. Yeah, exactly. Get up and go. So coming back to the point because another tangent we love going around. Um, does everything happen for a reason? You're in charge of that. Yes. So my mine is yes, but no, because. I think things happen for a reason like you say like, like you put stuff out there and you kind of put yourself out to the universe and kind of what you kind of get out of like but then you're in you control of it that's you putting it into play yeah so what's the no <laughs> the no is uh, he's on the spot now look at him dun, dun. there's a bead dun, of sweat dun. if I could zoom um, in like. the no <laughs> the no is like I guess how people perceive that question because they're saying what is their reason they say oh well this happened to me like I'm, I'm De destined to comes back to a defeatist mentality. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So that's the no. It, like the the yes or the no would depend who I'm talking to. Overall, yes. My opinion is yes. So what you're saying is, other if you're not in control, every if you're that person who's not in control and don't think you have have charge, your path has already been set out for you. You're just following it. If you are in control, no. So I would say to like someone who believes that their path is set out. Yeah. I'd say no, it's not. And then, for people that who believe they can alter it, it's a yes. Yeah. It depends, like on on the person you're talking to, but overall. Well, we yes, share very similar. No, nothing happens. We share very similar mentalities when when it comes to that question yeah, and, 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 well. and what it interplays. So, <laughs> but I th it makes sense in my head, but it's very hard to put into words. Put into words, but overall, I, you you control your own destiny, right? Yeah, I agree with that as well. And listen. I think we should uh, we should let them message well, us. My brain if, goes if, into meltdown. If, if you've got an opinion on that as well, send us a message. We'd love to discuss that. Yeah. I think that would be a great one to sort of dig in a little bit deeper. But yeah, this has been episode four. Uh, myself and James on the coaching corner. Look at us. Coaching.
corner. The coaching like corner. Yeah, yeah. I feel like professionals now. Um, listen, all of our um, details will be in the bio, Facebook, Instagram. If you are then clicking for us to find us on um, our socials, we'll have our link trees in our bios. You can have a look from there, find the YouTube playlist. Um, and very soon we're going to be up on the old Spotify and iTunes. Yeah, hopefully. No, we'll, we'll do. We, we no, that's no, that, no. That's that. We will it. We will, we will no, be joking. there. No, we will be. But listen, pleasure speaking to you uh, guys and girls and hope to speak to you soon. Till next time. Peace.